0: Okay, well, today i want to uh begin a brand new series that we are calling the good life how many of you like to live the good life let me see your hands yes and i think all of us would like the good life and uh as we begin to think about the good life one of the things that i would tell you is that i think that we think in our culture in order to have the good life i've got to be happy would you agree with that would you agree with me that most people's number one desire in life is to be happy. Would you agree with that? It's to be happy. You ask any kid that is graduating college, and you tell them, you know, um, know, what is it that you want to do mostly, and they say, well, listen, I want to do this career, but I just want to be happy. People getting married, what do you want? I just want to be happy. People having children, I just want to be happy. You know, and, and, and all in all, I want to move to this new home, so I just want to be happy. You know, everything wants to be happy, but the problem with that is this is that when we just want to be happy, that means that everything has to be perfect all the time in order to be happy, right? Because listen, it's like this, you know, well, I, I take my family to Disney World, we're happy. I come back and have to pay the bill, I'm unhappy. Right? And so happiness is, is a state of, we have in our mind the state of perfection all the time, and that's just not real life. It doesn't work that way, does it? And so we have to learn that, that there's more to, more to life than just happiness. There has to be something deeper, and that is called joy. You see, happiness is about what's happening in my life, what's happening to me or in me, or, or what's happening to me or around me. That's happiness. But joy is about what's happening in me, in spite of what's happening around me. And that's what God wants us to have, is joy, so that you can be content no matter what's going on around you. That is what God is called and wants us to have. And so uh, today I want to talk to you about how to have joy, because joy is more important than happiness, because when things are not going well, you've got to have a, a stability on the inside of you to still be able to see things from a different perspective. And so today I want to teach you three things that I think will help you. I really do believe this. I want you to know that, listen, I didn't just come to just talk to you today, I come to, I come to, to talk to you in a personal way because what I'm sharing with you today has changed my life and I believe today it's going to change your life that you can have joy no matter what you're going through so i want to give you the first one number one is this number one how to be joyful is this is choose a life-giving attitude choose a life-giving attitude as I begin to think about this Here's the deal. The way that you look at your problem is much more important than the problem itself. Let me say it again. The way that you look at your problem is much more important than the problem itself. It's an attitude choice, basically. Would you agree with me that attitude makes a difference in every circumstance? It makes a difference. I read about uh, President Abraham Lincoln when one of his advisors come to him and said, you know, I've got a man that was served great in this area in your cabinet. And Lincoln looked at him and says, I don't like that man's face. And the advisor looked at him and said, man, how can you, you can't hold a man accountable for his face. He said, yes, every man over the age of 40 is responsible for his face. And he was talking about not his physical appearance, but his demeanor is that his attitude, he's like, I, I don't like that guy's attitude expression. And so attitude matters. And this morning, we're going to dive into the book of Philippians. We're going to be doing, matter of fact, we're going to be doing this study for the next couple of weeks. But as we look at this, we find that this guy, the Apostle Paul, who, remember, formerly was called Saul. And the reason he was called Saul, or that was his name, but he was persecuting Christians. Matter of fact, after Jesus had risen from the dead... Paul was going around and he was, as a matter of fact, having men and women, children arrested, some of them even killed. And so he was against this uh, new, what was called the way. And so then he, he saw the light. God changed his heart. He had a conversion. He became a, a Christ follower. And he began to preach about Jesus. And then he began to get in trouble. And he's the one, he got arrested. And now he finds himself in jail. And he's writing this letter that's in the Bible, the book of Philippians. While he's in jail and he's chained up and a lot of bad things are starting to happen to him But we watch what, what this secret power of the Holy Spirit does and how it can change us And look what happens here Philippians 1 it says this 1 and 12 He said now I want you to know brothers that what has happened To me you ever been there This has happened to me things happen to us don't they Okay what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Now notice the attitude change. So if something's happened to you, you got a right to be ticked off, right? Or you can choose to see something else. He goes on and says this, as a result, it has become clear through the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for who? For Christ. You see, Paul had an attitude choice to make. It was his attitude choice that began to affect him. Now let me explain this to you. Paul is in chains. That means this that he is actually chained to a guard. They're chained, physically chained to a guard, and that guard changes every four hours. So all the palace guards, every four hours, they do a new shift, and they only have to do it one time. So he's been chained to these people for two years. That means that he has been changed to over he has been chained to over four thousand guards. You know what that means? That means that every time that he has, he's been chained to him for four hours, he's been able to talk to them about his God. And you know what was so interesting about that? After, after you know, the church began to be persecuted, it wasn't long after that that Rome had a conversion and actually allowed Christianity. You know why? Because all of those guards that were there in that particular place where Paul was were the high-ranking guards that were going to make their way up into the Roman government. And so Paul was affecting the people that would be in the Roman government years later. And that's why Christianity had its it had it slant towards Christianity changed. Because Paul realized that, hey, I am here on a mission. Even though these people that put me here don't like me and I don't like being here. But I am on a mission. He realized his circumstance, in the middle of his circumstance, that God was at work. And so he began to change his perspective Perspective and had a life-giving attitude. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Watch this. This is coming up on the screen, and I want to see if you agree with me. Look at this. Let's read this together. you ready? Come on. Most bad attitudes are a result of... Would you agree with that? It's amazing how selfish I can get. Like, the other morning, you know, um, uh, there is like an allergy medicine that I take, and... uh, and I was getting ready. It was 5.30 in the morning. I'm going to the gym. And I could not, Rhonda had moved it. I couldn't find the, the allergy medicine. So finally, I mean, I'm searching everywhere, you know, and I take it in the morning. And so I, I said, Rhonda. So I finally had to go in there and wake her up I said, listen, where'd you move my medicine? She's like, oh, I just moved. And it was on the counter. I just couldn't see it. It was on a different counter. I mean, it was probably five feet from me. and I, I couldn't see it. And then finally, I, I got it, took the medicine. Well, I Darted out the door and I get to the gym and I realize I have left my towel and my cha- My sh- I used to change my shirt because I sweat so bad when I come out. I left it So I almost didn't even go in the gym that morning I'm like dad gummit you ever been there? It wasn't her fault was it? I mean just because I could not see the allergy I mean it was just it was just right across the counter because it wasn't that one place, you know and so I began begin that selfishness. And as soon as I become selfishness, guess what? I mean, like I started to, to miss my whole workout. Then I remembered my attitude mattered. And I was like, no, I gotta it's not her fault. This is this uh, I just gotta do it. These things have just happened. So would you agree that most of the time that when we have an attitude problem, it is a result of us being selfish. It's not someone else's fault. And here's what I want to tell you as well. You know, attitude is a choice. But most of us never choose an attitude, we just catch someone else's. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how that attitude is like the virus, it's like the flu virus that never goes away. Because we don't realize that we've got it. It's like a disease that happens inside of us and we don't even know that we have it. And I would tell you that, listen, when you your attitude will either be one that you choose or one that you catch so you you've got to decide and i can tell you that many of us were raised in homes that didn't have the right attitude that was very negative and many of us right now are around some people in our life that are very negative and because of that we don't even know it and we've been infected and we got it you say pastor jeff how do i know if i got it here's how you do the check Here's how you do an attitude check. Is you begin to listen to what you're saying and how you're saying it. You begin to listen to what you're saying and how you are saying it. Oh, are you ready? Here it is. A bad attitude is like bad breath. You don't realize it until it comes out of somebody else's mouth. Mmm, mmm. You rank and you stank. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how we can detect everybody else's bad attitude, but we can't detect ours, right? What's wrong with you? Nothing. Well, why are you grouchy? I'm not grouchy. You are. We have to choose that. So I'm going to be honest with you. I struggle with this. You know what? I... I don't like being nice all the time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I, it's not, I, let me say, let me say, I shouldn't say I don't like it. It's not natural. That's what I should say. I like it when I'm nice because it brings reward, but it's not natural for me to be nice all the time. Now, listen, I can be nice to you, you know, I can put on the little extra when I'm around you. But when I get home, that extra goes away. Right? I mean, when I'm around you, I want to make sure i got a mint in my mouth or a peppermint or something like that, because or a gum. Because I don't want to offend you with my bad breath, but when I wake up beside Rhonda, it's like, hello, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes so is my attitude. Are you hearing me? So it's the people that are closest to us that get, get that. And so we have to check that. And so we have a saying at SEC here. Or let me give you this passage that I'm memorizing, by the way. Proverbs 12 and 14, it says this. From the fruit of his lips a man is filled with good things. So every morning I write this verse down. And I reword it to, to, to me, and I say this. From the fruit of my lips comes good things. So i got to make sure. Here's our saying at SEC. Listen, if I don't like what I'm seeing, i got to watch what I'm saying. And if you don't like what you're seeing, you've got to watch what you're saying. In any relationship, I don't care where in any relationship, if you don't like what you're seeing, watch what you're saying. Now, one of our teenagers helped me out with this this week. She said, Pastor Jeff, that's the SEC saying, but let me give you one of ours, all right? I said, yes, ma'am, what is it? She says, here it is. You uh, Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You gotta, I said, is that Z formation too? She said, no. You gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I think that's great advice. And so here we go. We gotta do a checkup from the neck up, right? And begin to check our attitudes. So here's a here's the next step I want to give you. On the back of your connection card, it says, I will do my best to speak words of life and not death. You things will never ever get better as long as you're complaining about them. And as long as you're talking about, it. and listen, in that relationship, it will never get better as long as you're talking about them, as long as you're talking about them. And I would say this, watch this, if you're expecting relationships to get better and you, you, you know, and you're talking bad to that person, it's never going to happen, but it will never get better as long as you're talking bad about that person to somebody else either. Oh, I can see you right now. You're like, you ain't talking to me. Okay, let's move on. Number two, you ready? So, we gotta, so first of all, we see that, number one, we have to choose a life-giving attitude. Number two is that we have to choose joy to live by. We have to choose joy to live by. You will either live by your problems or you will live by your priorities. You will either live by your problems or you will live by your priorities. What are your priorities? And the thing that I've noticed is, is that if you don't choose your priorities, you'll keep moving from crisis to crisis. Just like financial peace, that's why we do financial peace here. Because until, until you do something to prioritize your money, you're going to keep having financial crisis. And so in every situation, you either, you either move from crisis to crisis or you'll begin to prioritize things and your life will begin to change. Now looking at Paul here, he's in jail, remember, he's chained and he's in jail. And so look what happens here. It says, it is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. Now watch this. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. Now let's read what's underlined. You ready to the next phrase? You ready? Come on. But what does it matter? What does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, where the false motives are true, let's read those next three words, Christ is preached. And because of this, I what? So let me explain this. Paul is saying, okay, people that are on the outside that don't like me are going around talking about Jesus, not because they, they believe in Jesus, because they know it called me more trouble. He said, but, but I don't care. He said, what does it matter? Because his priorities were about letting Christ be known. He said, so if there, it doesn't matter if their motive is good or bad. As long as Christ is being known, it doesn't matter. And so he began to focus on what matters. And that's what in our lives we begin to have to, we have to focus on what matters, what really matters. If we're going to have joy in our life, we've got to say, okay, what is priority? What really, really matters? Would you agree with me that in most relational Problems start over the little things. We begin to argue over the things that don't matter. You move my allergy medicine. And it's amazing how that little thing can move into something bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, we're having a big blow over over some stupid little allergy medicine. Would you agree with that? Now you're looking at me like I'm the only one that's ever said something like that. It's a little thing. So I'm going to ask you a few questions today. Does it really matter that someone did not like your post on social media? Does it really matter? Does it it really matter that you put your leftovers in the refrigerator and someone else ate them? (laughs) Wait a minute. Does it really matter? (laughs) Some of you said, heck yeah, It does. (laughs) Does it really matter how they put the dishes in the dishwasher? I mean, we're like, praise God that they put the dishes in the dishwasher, right? Does it really matter? Does it really matter that, that they put the toilet tissue on the roll, that it rolls under instead of over? Does it really matter? <laughs> I'll tell you what does matter when we're talking about toilet paper. What really matters is that if somebody used it all and didn't didn't put any back on the on the station right now that matters <clears throat> That's a crime <laughs> Be arrested for that Jesus said get your priorities straight. So look at what it says Matthew 22 and 37 Jesus says this is our priorities love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it. Let's read the last part together ready? Love your neighbor as yourself. So he's saying we have to learn to choose joy. So I've given you a little acrostic here of joy. Ready? Here it is. This is your priorities that we should have. Letter J is Jesus. Would you write that down? Jesus. The letter O stands for others. And then the Y stands for you. Jesus, others, and you. Let's say that together. You ready? Come on. Jesus, others, and you. And that's joy. That's how you have joy. When you have your priorities listed that way, that's how you're going to have joy. Now, I want to tell you that I, I, we pray over our cards, those connection cards that I told you about every day or every Tuesday. And I was praying and our children fill out, they fill out connection cards as well in kids church. And so I, I was praying over these cards as well. And so I come across three that described exactly these priorities. Matter of fact, Cassidy said this. Talking about Jesus, should be our priorities? Kathy's prayer request was this. It says, I love you so, so much, God. I thought, thank God kathy has got that one down. And then I went to the, next, uh, uh, the others, and then I read uh, George's card. And George says this, I would like to bless the homeless people to live their lives in shelters that will keep them warm, safe, and give them food and water. Wasn't that awesome? That's definitely others. And then I read uh, Miss Elizabeth, Elizabeth, which described you. She said this, I pray for my knee. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was praying for her, I said, God, touch her knee. Ouch. What I want to tell you is that, it, listen, if you, you have to start off with Jesus. If you miss that part, you're going to miss it all. And so today I want to invite you, maybe you've not started there, maybe, maybe today you're sitting here in this service and the truth of the matter is you're not a Christ follower because Jesus helps you keep other people first. When you think about Jesus, you think about other people doing it first for them. And so you've got to get that priority straight. And so I want to invite you today, if you're not a Christ follower today, to take that step because you're never going to have your priorities right and things are never going to line up. You're never going to have joy until you have Jesus. And so inside of your program, there's a prayer. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower. You don't have to do jumping jacks. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to run down. You don't have to do anything. Right there's the prayer. You pray it, and you say, God, this is me. And when you do that, on the back of your connection card, there's this next step. That says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. You just check that box so that we can pray for you as well. Okay, number three is this. You ready? So remember, we're not talking about happiness because happiness is happenings. We're talking about joy that's something that's on the inside that affects what's going on the outside. Number three is this, is choose to trust God no matter what. No matter what. Choose to trust God no matter what. Now again, Paul's been in jail. Remember, he's in jail for preaching the gospel. He's struggling. He's chained to a guard. He has no privacy. When he goes to the bathroom, he's in a chain. He's got to go with people chained to him it's miserable people on the outside are talking bad about him they're, they're talking about Jesus just to get him in more trouble and so it would be real easy to have a bad spirit and attitude but he's chosen joy and he's chosen to trust God look what the Bible says here in Philippians 1:19, it says I know that through your what prayers and the help given by the spirit of who Jesus Christ what has happened to me let's read what's on the line you ready will turn out for my deliverance. What I want to, watch this. Trusting God produces hope. Okay, are you ready for this one? Here we go. You have to have hope in order to cope. Without hope, you will not be able to cope with life. You have to have hope in order to cope. And so, how do we have this hope? Well, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 40, it begins to tell us about this. I love this passage, Isaiah 40, 29 and 31. Look what it says. It says, he, talking about God, he gives power to who? The weak. He gives power to the weak and strength to who? Now, that's the way we feel in circumstances that we can do nothing about, right? Anybody there? You don't have to raise your hand, but anybody there? You got something going on that you can't do anything about? That kid driving you crazy, and no matter what you do, you can't do anything about it. That financial situation is spinning out of control. That boss is driving you crazy. That job has got stress on you. You just can't do anything about it. That's why you need him. He goes on to say this. Look at at what's underlined. Matter of fact, let's read what's underlined together. Ready? Come on. But those who trust in the Lord will find... Why don't you circle new strength? New strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and will not what? Saying you will just not wear out. As you begin to look at this passage, it, it opens up our eyes to a whole new world. It's a world that I hope that you will grasp because it's the world in trusting God. Some of you, listen, you trust yourselves. You don't trust anybody else but you and my friend, you is letting you down. And you need more than you. And that's where I want to introduce you to God. That's why I said joy starts with Jesus other than you. And as we do this, you know, as we begin to l- take this look at life, many of us have, in this room, have a down look. You know what a down look is? A down look is always looking down and always looking from your perspective because you're looking down at things and you're always saying this. You always have this fear. It's the fear of scarcity. It's the fear of, of worry. It's always this fear. Matter of fact, you're like a chicken. You're always like the chicken. is always going through the barnyard, just scratching, scratching, trying to find fruit, pecking around on the ground. It's a down look. It's always worried about a storm coming, and so the chicken won't get far from the chicken coop, and, and it's like a scarcity mindset, scratching the ground, and worried that a storm's going to come, that it can run to its chicken coop. It's that attitude and that spirit of fear is what the down look is But then the, there, there is what the bible calls the up look And the up look is this it is that trust that god has got this Did you hear that the up look is the trust that god has got this and the bible equates this trust to like an eagle The bible says it's like the eagle In the eagles world The eagle does not fear the storms a matter of fact the eagle embraces the storm. The more the wind blows against the eagles and the more the turbulence come against the eagle the eagles just stretch its wings out and yes it may be raining yes it may be lightning and it may get wet but it knows that the adversities of that storm are not going to push it down to the ground but are going to make it soar higher and here's what happens when the eagle goes higher and because of the adverse situation and is lifted higher, guess what? The eagle begins to see things that it never saw before because it sees things at a higher level, at a higher perspective. It sees new resources, it sees new food opportunities, it sees new watering holes, it sees things that it's never seen before. That eagle does. And I want to say this to you today that word that we those two words we had you circle, new strength. You know what that new strength is? That new strength is God helps you see things that you never saw before. You see, matter of fact, some of you are saying, God changed this and God changed that. Really the change that God needs to make is not that or them, it's you. It's you. Here's what I want you to know. Listen until you let the storms that are coming into your life until you let them Move you higher until you begin to get an up look and you begin to go up You're never gonna see things different and here it is. Watch this? You listen watch this you're never gonna see things different and until you see things different things will never be different Did you hear that? Until you, until you, until you, until you and I, until we see things different, things will never be different. It's not their problem, it's my problem. You know that allergy medicine, it's my problem, it's not her problem. Until I begin to see things different, I'll never ever be different. God is wanting you to fly today. And so you've got to change your look. Because you got the downlook of fear and I got to control this and I got to keep this all here And I'm worried about this. What if this happens? What if that happens? And it's worry and fear it's scarcity, but the ego is abundance And I trust that Almighty God's got everything that I need You say pastor Jeff, how do I have this joy? How do I have it? How do I how do I live like the eagle? How do I have it? Here's the secret. Are you ready? Here it is Is that you begin to anticipate? that God is going to bring a positive result to your circumstance no matter what. You say it's that anticipation. Oh, I don't know. My my kids drive me crazy, but I'm praying. And God, I'm believing in any day, Lord. I got my my, my wings are stretched, oh God. And I believe in you, Lord. You're going to let me see something I haven't seen before. And, and I'm going to begin to see those little changes. It may take 10 years, 15 years, but I'm looking every day, God. You're going to do it in my finances, God. I'm looking. Lord, you're moving. Just show me what you're doing. And you begin to see those little things happening. Oh, 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 what, what you think is, is what you think is gonna crash and burn, what you think is gonna take you down, that's chicken, that's chicken, that's chicken. But no, the eagle looks up a little higher and says, God, just take me higher that I can see you, that I can see you moving here and here. Let me see you. Let me see you, let me see you. And then you begin to go up. And all of a sudden, before you know it, guess what? You're, you're not a chicken anymore. And and when when storms come your way and difficulties come your way, it doesn't take you down anymore. You don't have to go to the bottle anymore. You don't have to go to the pill bottle anymore. You don't have to go to the drug dealer anymore. You don't have to do that anymore. Because God's got it. God's got it. Do you know that? That God's got do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? God! God's got it. He's got it! He just wants to take you up. He just wants to take you up. He just wants to take you up. That you can begin to see. And guess what? The higher you go up, the closer you are to the Almighty. And guess what? The, The more you see down below. I want you to stand with me today. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.